welcome to another episode of Believe in Bigger Podcast. I'm Dr. Shantae, and this is the podcast that helps entrepreneurs and influencers find the tools, the confidence, and most importantly, the faith to believe bigger in their dreams. So welcome to episode two, season five. And in case you were wondering, pod class is coming back. In fact, if you want to join me for pod class, hop on drshante.com and click on the pod class post. This is where you can join me live in Chicago, absolutely free for a taping. And this is where you get to hear the pod classes in advance and you get to give your opinion and it's a funky good time. It's inspirational. It's fun for all. So that is happening Sunday, March 11th. So if you want to be there, you want to be part of pod class this season, go to drshante.com or you can go to at Dr. Shante says on Instagram, on Twitter, and the link is there for you to get your free ticket. So here we are episode two and this one is going to get personal. I find that the more of these seasons that I do, the more you find out about me. And you know what? That's actually a good place. Transparency is a good place because when you own your narrative and you tell your story the way that you want to tell your story, then you take away the power of other people to tell your story for you. And so in this episode, I'm going to be talking about something near and dear to my heart, something that is actually one of the themes of the documentary that I produced, The Pink Chair Manifesto. But this is about bondage and slavery and how we become architects of things that oppress us when Jesus came to liberate us. And so our scripture for this episode is a familiar one, actually. And it is Philippians 4, 6, and 7, which says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So here's what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. First of all, 12 years a slave. And I'm going to tell you how I became the architect of my own bondage. Number two, we're going to be talking about attachment. And I know I've kind of mentioned this before. You know how attachment is the root of all suffering. But we are going to do a deep dive into attachment today. And number three, I could not leave the episode without telling you how to break free and really how to get yourself to a mindset of being anxious for nothing. So here we go. So many years ago, okay, about probably close to 14 years ago, I think this was like back in 2004, I received a phone call from an ex from high school, you know, and it was one of those, hey, how you doing? I just called to see how you were. How are things? Y'all know how that, how that is, right? You know, that, that, hey, okay, it's like, Long time no see, I was thinking about you, that sort of thing. And that phone call literally sparked a 12-year-long relationship, okay? Um, This is the phone call that took me into my marriage and subsequently my divorce. And ultimately, I was in a 12-year-long relationship that showed me what it really means to live in bondage, to live in slavery, to live with deep, toxic attachments. Okay. And I'm going to explain what that means. And so two years after I got this phone call, I got pregnant. And when I had gotten pregnant, that's when I started to care about my actions. You know, we had been in this two year long, I'm going to be really frank, just really kind of sinful, really lustful like relationship. 
And it was all fine and good going on behind closed doors. You know, I'm going to be honest. I was one of those in church every Sunday, you know, but living my life a totally different way, like outside of the church. And so when I got pregnant, those maternal instincts about, you know, wanting to act in the best interest of your child and not wanting your child to inherit consequences and generational things, I immediately started to try to get my life, quote unquote, together and to really try to live the life that I was learning about in Sunday school and singing about in the choir and all that other type of stuff. You know, that's when I, that's when I really started to care about my actions. And it wasn't only that, the concern for my child, but it was also now this was going to be a public manifestation of things that I had been doing behind closed doors. So when the public got involved, that's when I really started to be concerned about things like judgment and what people were going to say and, you know, and, and living in sin because the truth of the matter was I was living a double life and I was perfectly fine living a double life until I got pregnant. And when I did get pregnant, I became consumed. Okay. I became deeply emotionally attached to this identity of becoming a wife. I did not want to be a baby mama. I did not want to be an unwed mother. I wanted the Huxtable life. And I know I'm not alone in this. Fellas, you might be listening to this and thinking to yourself, I don't get that, obviously, because you don't get pregnant. But ladies, I know a lot of you, you feel me. You know what I'm talking about. And even if you don't have children, it doesn't mean that you don't want the Huxtable life. It doesn't mean that you don't want the, the two parents with the double income and the the house and the, the all of the picket fence all of those things. Once I got pregnant, I immediately wanted the perfect family, not realizing at the time that the perfect family was not going to be possible because I did not follow the protocol to lay that groundwork. Okay. But we'll talk about that in a minute. And so for the next two years, meaning all throughout my pregnancy and all the way up till my child was two, I did everything in my power to try to manipulate this man into marriage, guilt, ultimatums, cold shoulders, all of those types of things. I did that. I did that. Our relationship was not healthy. Our relationship in many ways was toxic. And I believe that the dynamics of our relationship were a result, were consequences from living this double life all of these years. Okay. You know, you, you reap what you sow. And so there was no, no peace for us. It's kind of like a credit card. I say all the time, you know, sin is like a credit card. You don't just go running up charges on the card and then think that the bill is never going to come due. And so the bill was coming due in that relationship. And despite all of those obvious issues, despite all of those challenges, I still did everything in my power to try to convince this man that this was what we needed to do, that we needed to be married. And I told myself things like, you know, I'm doing the right thing. You know, you get pregnant, you know, you got to make that right. And, and I told myself, you know, well, God created marriage. So he honors marriage. You know, I told myself that marriage was going to fix the problems in the relationship. And the thing is, is that because I didn't have a father and it caused so much hurt in my life, I was trying to keep that hurt from my child. So I'm going to manufacture a family for this child by getting this man to marry me because I thought that marriage was the way to guarantee a father for my child. And I say all of this because I was so attached 
to the narrative of this just add water family that I was in complete denial about the realities of the relationship. I didn't care about what it was as much as I cared about what it looked like. And as a result, I experienced some of the deepest hurt I have ever experienced in my life. And I know that some of you might be thinking like, not you, Dr. Shantae. Yes, honey. I didn't come out the box like this. Okay, the Dr. Shantae that you know and love that shows up on these podcasts every week is a result of, of being in the battlefield, okay, in the trenches, being stuck on stupid, you know, for many years and making a bunch of poor choices and, and God being long-suffering and, and patient with me and dealing with me and holding on to Romans 8.28 that all things work together for good because all of the pain that I experienced in that relationship Guess who gets the benefit of that today? You do on this podcast episode. So let's talk about attachment for a minute. You know, if you are following me on Instagram or reading the blog, you know that I've been reading this book called The Book of Joy, The Book of Joy by the Dalai Lama and the Archbishop Desmond Tutu. And it's such a good book. It's such a good read because it's soul work. You know, work on yourself is the hardest work in the world because that's the work that we really don't want to do. You know, when we have problems and when we have challenges and when we have issues, it's so easy to play the victim or to point the finger or to say, oh, life just dealt me a bad hand. But we really don't want to deal with ourselves. And I love the book of joy because it forces you to deal with yourself. And I want to share three quotes with you from that book and and what I'm taking away from those quotes that I want to share with you in this podcast. So the first quote is this. It says, so much of our unhappiness originates within our own mind and heart, okay? In other words, we become the architects of our bondage when we are in denial about ourselves, about our mistakes, about our poor choices, about our insecurities. And what we do is we go scrambling to try to blame somebody else or we go scrambling for somebody else or something else to fill the void or to distract us from having to deal with ourselves. So we go out and get a different job or we go out and get a different car or we go out and we go shopping or we go out and jump into some relationship with somebody that we don't even like or we jump up and and go get another degree even though we already got three degrees. We hop up and we do these things because so much of our unhappiness originates in our own mind and heart. There's nothing really wrong with your life. It's not that it's perfect. But the thing is, is that we become so discontent. We become so dissatisfied. We become so attached to the notion that our lives are supposed to look like something else, that our lives are supposed to look like more than what we have, that the life that we have is not gift enough. It's not good enough. It's just not enough. And so because of that, we convince ourselves that our lives are less than, that they are deficient, and that they're not going to be complete unless we fill it up with something else. So this is what he means when he says so much of our unhappiness originates within our own mind and heart. The next quote I want to share with you says, so much of what causes heartache is our wanting things to be different than they are. Attachment is a form of bondage and bondage comes from exactly what I just said in this quote. So much of what causes heartache is our wanting things to be different than they are. And here's what I mean by that. Okay, I'm gonna give you some examples. We want to travel, but we got debt. You know, we complain about clients that don't pay, but we haven't paid our own creditors. 
you know, we want to be a wife or we want to be a husband, but we haven't done any of the work on ourselves to prepare us for that endeavor. Our world, the society that we live in is predicated on making you dissatisfied with your life. The beauty industry is a multi-billion dollar industry because it tells you that your face, that the lines, that the wrinkles, that the freckles, that the, the natural aging process makes you less than, makes you ugly. Uh, the beauty industry is, is full of these these Instagram models and, and, and bodies that are airbrushed and unachievable. And so we'll starve ourselves or we'll go on another plant-based diet or we'll go on to this fad or we'll join another gym because we are just so convinced that what we have is not good enough and we become attached to this narrative, this identity that we are supposed to be more than what we really are. And then the third quote I want to share with you says, too much attachment will destroy your peace of mind. Too much attachment will destroy your peace of mind. And here's what I mean by that. When you are so attached to your identity as an influencer, as a platform builder, as a quote unquote wife or as a quote unquote husband or as a leader or as a whatever title you have have created for yourself. When you get so attached to that identity, then it starts to manifest itself in ways like you can't show up on Instagram unless you're filtered or you didn't edit it. You can't just show up and just be you, you know, like the for real, I woke up like this. Oh no, we can't show that side of us because we attach to what we think people are supposed to see. We're attached to how this perception that we've created on social media. And so now we got to keep it up. We are attached to the identity of who we think we're supposed to be or who others think that we are. We can't be vulnerable. We can't show transparency. We can't be weak. We can't be without makeup. We can't be without the latest clothes. We can't go a year without traveling to the latest destination hot spot to the Maldives or to Tahiti. We can't do that because we're so attached to these narratives. Just like I was attached to the narrative of, of the Huxtables and the Just Add Water family. I was attached to the narrative of wife instead of re accepting the realities that the choices I made put me in the baby mama category because what am I right now as I'm talking to you? A baby mama. I'm an ex-wife and a baby mama. If I had just accepted things as they were, if I had made peace with the choices that I had made, if I had just taken what I had sown and understood, okay, this is a natural reaping of, of the seeds that I've planted and just been okay with that, okay, and just sought God for peace and understanding, I would have saved myself so much drama. And I tell you this because so often we get attached to these identities, to these narratives, or we get attached to other people's lives and we will start making life altering decisions to be like them. There's a couple that you see on TV or social media or whatever and you think hashtag relationship goals and you want to be just like them. You don't know what goes on behind those pictures. You don't know what they arguing about. You don't know what they're insecure about. You don't know what seeds they planted that have taken root in their relationship because guess what? If you go back some years and scroll through my social media, we look like a happy couple too, but we were dealing with all kinds of issues, okay? So when I tell you these things, I'm not telling you because I heard about it. I'm telling you because I've lived it. And so attachment 
leads to misery. And that is the biggest takeaway from, from today's episode, that if this is your situation, if you are attached to an identity, to a narrative, to a belief in the discontent that your life that is not good enough, that you are not good enough, that you are not pretty enough, pretty enough, that you are not skinny enough, that you are not smart enough, that you haven't been enough places and you haven't done enough things and you haven't walked enough red carpets and all of that. That is a miserable way to live. And that is not God's will for your life. God gave you your own life, not Karen Civil's life not Diddy's life, not Lovey's life, not Kalana Barfield's life. You have your own life to live. Your life is a gift. And I'm going to tell you something. Get sick. Get sick. And I mean sick, sick. Okay. Or let, let one of your loved ones get sick, sick. I promise you, you ain't going to be giving a good God dog about Karen Civil, Diddy, Lovey, nobody. You're going to be face to face with the realities of mortality. Because guess what? I don't care if you're 20 or 40, you're not going to live forever. So every day that we have is a gift. And how are you spending it? Scrolling through other people's stories and wishing that it was your story. So rather than be content, we make ourselves miserable for years until one day we wake up and realize that all the years that we wasted longing for the future instead of just living in the present. Many of us, as, as you listen to me right now, you are wishing, hoping, itching for tomorrow, itching for five years from now, itching for when you get your money right, itching for, you know, when you're able to, to ball out, itching for when that phone call comes and you get that big opportunity. You're itching for that and you're itching for it so badly that you can't even enjoy right now. You can't even enjoy today. And the thing is, even though we say tomorrow's not promised, we don't live like we believe that. If you believe that today was your last day, you're going to spend your last day wishing that you were somebody else. You're going to spend your last day scrolling through Instagram. If it was really your last day, you probably wouldn't even pick up Instagram. You wouldn't care about nobody's pictures or taking them because you would be trying to soak up every inch of life that you could soak up while you had it. If it was your last day, you'd be making peace with people. You'd be having lunch with people instead of taking pictures of the lunch. You would be living in the moment. And I'm telling you that if you have become attached to an identity as, as an influencer in such a way that you can't even show up and just be real. If you become attached to a narrative in such a way that you're manipulating dynamics and forcing dynamics just to try to live a life, okay, other than the one that you've carved out for yourself and accept the choices that you've made. If you have become attached to somebody else's life and you're just not going to rest until you look like them or you're walking like them or you're driving the car that they drive, I'm, I'm telling you, in love, if this is the life that you have created for yourself, you're not just miserable, but insecure. And not just insecure, but ungrateful. And I don't say this, you know, in judgment. I say this in love because I know what that is. 12 years a slave, I was so unhappy, okay? Did we have good times? Sure, we had good times. But by and large, it was, oh my gosh, I had to accept, okay, the hard part 
was accepting the role that I played in engineering. You know what it means to engineer? To build, okay, or to manipulate so that things happen. I had to accept the role that I played in engineering that misery. I had to accept the role that I played in engineering that bondage. And one of the the primary themes in, in the book of joy is that we nine times out of 10 are the architects of our own misery. Sure. Sometimes things happen to us that are beyond our control. Sure. Sometimes we lose loved ones, but when you think about it, we are the architects. Let me ask you a question. Who forces you to go on Instagram and scroll through every 20 minutes? Who's forcing you to do that? Who's forcing you to Stay in and, and, and be on your phone instead of going out and taking a walk or just in smelling the roses or, or taking a trip by yourself. Who's forcing you to do those things? Nobody. We have so much control. God has given us so much liberty and so much freedom. And yet we choose, we choose to live in bondage. We choose to live in bondage. So it's like sitting in prison with the key and you're just choosing to stay there. We have a choice in how we want to live. And so obviously I could not leave the podcast without giving you some tips on how to break free of that. The first thing is you need to make a commitment in your mind, in your spirit, okay, and in your behavior to get detached. Get detached, okay? When you, even the Bible says, you know, when a man thinks he is something, when he is really nothing, he is most miserable. Sometimes we think that we're, somebody. And we're just sinners saved by grace. That's it. We're not special. Sure, we create titles and gurus and experts and here or there. But in the in the truth of the matter is we're all human. That's it. I don't get attached to, oh, well, I'm Dr. Shante because I have a, a an EDD and curriculum and da, 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 da. I, baby bye. I'm thankful <laughs> that God allowed me to, to earn those credentials. And I'm grateful, you know, that it allowed me to secure a career in academia, which is what I wanted. But I don't get caught up in that. So we have to get detached. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Some versions say that you will have it to the full. And so part of breaking free is you have to get honest. And so here's what I'm going to challenge each of you to do this week. I want you to write down the things that are blocking you from living freely, free from judgment, free from shame, free from insecurity and free from attachment. Why can't you show up on Instagram without no makeup? Why can't you show up and, and eat lunch by yourself? Or why can't you go on that trip by yourself? Why can't you do a staycation instead of a vacation? Why are you going in debt, buying things that you don't need to impress people that really could care less? Okay. Ain't paying none of your bills. Why? can't we do that? Why can't we live free? So we have to be honest about that. And in doing so, you need to prepare yourself for the breakup. You know, um, I usually don't advertise when I fast, you know, that that's the thing between me and God. But I did some fasting this past week and me and God had a real honest moment. I mean, and it was a heartbreaker because I realized I was so attached to the outcome of my life. In my mind, success looks a certain way, right? And we, we get that, you know, we get these books that say, do a vision map, do a vision board, write out your dreams. You know, if you don't write it down, it's not going to happen. Manifest it, you know, through writing it out and, and all those things. And I'm not discouraging you from doing any of that. But when it boils down to it, 
do I want my vision for my life or do I want God's vision for my life? And I was so afraid to accept God's vision for my life because I was like, Lord, what if it doesn't look like what I want it to look like? What if you got me over in Zimbabwe somewhere, you know, helping people and I want to be on the red carpet with my acceptance speech and my trophy in my hand? That that was an honest moment for me. I said, you know what? Shantae, who are you really doing this for? Who are you really living for? If you hop on this podcast and you talk about not my will, but the Lord's will be done, do you really mean that? And so I had to to break up with my notion of success. I had to break up with how I thought it was going to manifest for me. And I realized in doing that, that 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 was something that was blocking me from from being closer to God. The Bible says, what does it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his soul? We get so caught up in material possessions and wealth. And we think that that that's the end all be all that we set God off to the side and we're no longer concerned about living for him. So I had to break up with those things. And when I broke up with it, I had peace about it. Now, whatever happens I know it's God's will. It's not me trying to engineer. It's not me trying to manufacture. It's not me trying to manipulate. It's not me trying to hustle and and, and this, that, and the third. And and I want to be very clear about something. Content does not mean complacent, okay? Content does not mean complacent. Content means that you continue to work, that you continue to progress, that you continue to answer the call. You continue to do the things that God has called you to do. It doesn't mean you just sit on your hands and say, well, whatever, Lord. Okay. I mean, I guess <laughs> since, since you in the driver's seat, I'm going to just sit here and whatever, whatever happens. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying continue to work, but divorce yourself from the outcome about it having to look a certain way or be a certain way or, or attached to something that you saw on TV, on Instagram, or some narrative or some doctrine that the world is feeding you because your success may not look like that. The next part of breaking free is to stop worrying. Jesus said, who can add one hour to his life by worrying? And so behaviorally, I'm going to encourage you to create some distance between yourself and your phone. You know, I used to post on Instagram like every single day, like without fail. Now, you know, I'll let a few days go by. Okay. I don't have to post every day. I'll get to y'all when I get to y'all. Okay. Cause I'm, I'm living my life. I'm doing my thing. I'm being present in the moment, you know, break the temptation to check your phone every 10 minutes, leave it in another room, pick up a book or create a reading circle and, and actually engage with your friends and, you know, just be connected to the people that are here while they are here. Live in the moment instead of tweeting about it. And last but not least to our scripture for this, this episode is don't be anxious about anything, but it also says pray about everything. Stop being anxious about the things that you cannot control. Stop trying to manipulate human behavior. Stop trying to manipulate people into loving you, liking you, coming with you, joining you, whatever. Stop trying to manipulate other folks and just do you. Love the people that you have instead of trying to get people to love you, instead of trying to get people to like you, instead of doing everything in your power, getting a makeup artist and a new hairdo and a new outfit so you can post it on Instagram or Facebook and be like, look at me, look at me, like me, like me. Stop it. Cut that out. And I know I sound like a mother, but I'm just, I'm saying this. Love the people that love you. Accept that. Be grateful for that and and cherish that and nurture and grow those relationships instead of trying to get perfect strangers to like you. Gratitude. I've said this so many times on this podcast. Gratitude makes room for abundance. 
be grateful. Okay. Gratitude. If you're going to write something down, write down the things that you're grateful for. Like give God thanks, give God praise for the life that you have and for the privileges that you have and for the money that you make and for the opportunities that you get when you do get them. And in the midst of all that, Pray for God's peace, okay? The, the word says, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus because where does misery begin? Where does bondage begin? Where does entrapment begin? In our hearts and in our minds when we become so dissatisfied with the way our life is instead of being grateful and joyful and thankful. Now for me, it took me more than 12 years to figure that out, okay? So that's why I was 12 years a slave because that was a long relationship and I mean some really hard lessons. And for you, you might be there. It, it might be 10 years for you. It might be two years for you. It might be 20 years for some. But whatever the case may be, you can break free today. You can walk away from that today and you don't have to stay there. You don't have to leave here like you came. So that's it. Brothers and sisters, if you got comments, questions, takeaways, if this hit you close to your heart, and I hope that it did, hit me up at Dr. Shante Says on Twitter, on Instagram. Don't forget about pod class. Pod class doesn't happen if people don't show up for pod class. So I need to see you in Chicago. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your aunties and your uncle. The tickets are free. So just hit me up at drshante.com or on my Instagram and Twitter, and you can find the link there to join me for pod class, and I will see you guys next week.